Hello and thank you for joining me on this momentous day as I launch my podcast, Personal Battles. This is a podcast discussing mental health and this subject is very important to me as I myself am battling my own mental health issues. One thing I found is that I can talk openly and honestly about how I feel and sometimes with a pinch of humour. Through talking openly about my mental health, I've been told it's helped others out there. I was featured on the BBC during the Great North Run talking about my battles and how through my fitness account, Personal Best, I found running to be a great help to lift my mood. I've always said I wanted to do more to help others out there and this, right here, is the next chapter of that journey. So, on this weekly show, you will hear from me and other special guests who have very kindly decided to share their personal stories with me to share to you. If, like me, you struggle with your mental health, then listen to this show that smashes that stigma about not talking about how we actually feel. Our mental health is unique to us. No one can tell you what you should do and what works. Here, I'm a listener with you, and each week, I'll be listening to the guests' stories and how they coped, and see if we can take anything away from that, from what we've heard and what could possibly work for us. Don't worry, you can listen to personal battles if you don't have any mental health issues. This will be a story-driven podcast with real people at the centre of it. If you follow me on Personal Best, you'll know I like to shine light and joy into the darkness. So don't worry, although some subjects may get heavy, this podcast will also have some laughs and hopefully entertain and enlighten. This is a podcast about the human spirit and even when it's down, broken and looks defeated in battle, it can pick itself back up and keep pushing forward. The world can be a dark place at times. Let's spread some light. What I've done this week? Well, I've started this podcast that I've been planning in my head and wanted to do for ages. I'll always be completely honest with you and so, straight off the bat, why it's taken me so long is I've been waiting for this to be perfect. I've now learned waiting for perfection means I'll never start. I'm a perfectionist, so a lot of my ideas stay in my head. But that's not how we learn. So here's a podcast I'm launching that will have mistakes along the way. I know it's crazy, I'm admitting mistakes. But that's the best way to learn, and to get out there and just do it. So here's to progress, not perfection. <coughs> this week's Honest Highs and Lows. I've looked after a dear friend of mine's dog while she was at a wedding this week. She didn't want to put the dog into a kennel, and knowing how much that dog meant to her, I was more than happy to look after little Daisy. Taking the pressure off her shoulders so she could just concentrate on being the mother of the bride after an extraordinary journey was helping her and it was helping me, but more on that journey another time. Also, an elderly lady in my street knocked on my door as she had water coming in through her bedroom ceiling and asked if I wouldn't mind taking a look in her loft to find where that water was coming from. She really felt bad for asking me, but had been on the phone to her daughter, who lives away, and the daughter had said, 
Why don't you ask? Nice, Alan. I've helped her previously when she's been worried, and it's nice to hear that by my actions and by kind nature I'm being labelled. Nice, Alan. Lowe's. I feel like I stand on thin ice at times, and it doesn't take much to start to hear cracks beneath my feet. Over the weekend, I was reminded of dark times and difficult conversations. Now, I don't want my past to define my future, but if I start to feel like I've been here before, instantly I can feel all those dark thoughts flooding my brain. So it's time to focus on something positive, this podcast, and get back to hopefully entertaining and bringing you something really special here. Catching up with Cole. Cole is my agent who also lives at my local park. Uh, he's also a swan. I asked him what he's been doing this week, and he said, mostly sitting on the park run course, making runners run around him, uh, eating grass, and turning down an invitation from Anton Deck to go on I'm a Celebrity, get me out of here. As he feels, he's too famous for that, after we've both appeared on the BBC. Also, he doesn't fancy eating a kangaroo's testicle. The personal touch. Okay, so who's getting the personal touch today? Today's guest, who has kindly offered to share their personal battles, is someone I met through the running community on social media. We started talking as we both ran, not for our physical health, but for our mental health. From that moment, we became good friends, and he even drove up from Wales to visit me in the northeast of England so we could go for a run together, and he could meet the star of Person Albest. Yes, that swan called Colin. And I was there too. Jay's a good friend who's been very positive about me doing this podcast, and when he asked if there was anything he could do to help I said, just keep bugging me to actually start the podcast. Otherwise, there's a real chance I never will. Well, listeners, he stuck firmly to his brief and messaged me constantly, asking if I was all right and if I had done anything for that podcast yet. Well, there was something else he could do for me, and that was also to share his battle. And he kindly said yes. So... Without any more delay, can I introduce the show's very first battle guest? It's Jay. Right, Jay, thank you for coming on the show. This is Personal Battles. I want you to take me to your battlefield of where it started, the battleground, the situation, the conditions that were happening beforehand, and then and then what happens. If things get a bit too heavy, we can always stop. But yeah, in your own words, Jay, take it away. What was your battle? Uh, my battle was from pretty much birth. My mum was, you know, she was young when she had me. She was still in school. And my dad was a little bit older. Um, but my dad never met my life, never really wanted to know me. So I was basically raised by my mum. Yeah, so th that's basically my battle started the day I arrived. And then going on from there, what happened? Did, was there a particularly dark time? Yeah, so... Um, I had uh, you know three three stepdads, so I was always 
I think the whole thing I was always pining for was a father figure, you know, especially as a kid. Yeah. You know, you always, you always want to, you want to have that father figure. You want to be there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mum had got got married three times after, after, uh, after I was born. Um, the first marriage uh, fell apart because her husband ran away with another woman. Um, the second marriage, he wasn't that great to us. He was a little bit. Um, there were dark days. Let's put it that way. Right. Okay. Um, and then my my third stepdad. Um, I got on with the most. I was older. I was a teenager then, and with the age difference between myself and my mum only being. 16 years um my third stepdad was younger than my mum so he, he actually was only eight years older than me right <laughs> so yes yeah, so, so we got on we got on well um you know the first thing i, I found out about him is he had a bmw i was like ah oh, sweet he can drive nice. me to school and everything. <laughs> he went through his own personal battles um the marriage to my mum fell apart. Six months before that, his mum had passed away. So he was then caught in depression. Um, I remember going to a hospital to see him. Um, I just thought he was ill. I didn't realise until later what kind of hospital it was. On my 18th birthday, he committed suicide. Oh, really? Um, so that constantly looking for a father figure kind of... yeah. Just was always always eluded me. Always so had that, that kind of thing, yeah. and it was always a struggle. And and yeah, so um, that was that, you know I was eighteen then, and I was that was me turning into a man. Wow, forced him to turn into a man. That must have hit you yeah. really hard. Oh yeah, massively. I mean, so we were obviously my mum and, and and Matt had, had separated, um, but I'd gone to see him before. Um, well, just well during. During whilst I was out with my friends, because he was around the corner, staying somewhere else, went around to see him. He gave me a card and all that kind of stuff. And he was he was basically you know really nice, always always there. Wouldn't refuse to come to the pub. I was like, come just come. All my mates are there, all the family are there. It's my birthday. You've got to come. And it's like no, no, I really can't. You know, your mum's going to be there. All this kind of stuff. And uh, yeah. I walked away, said, right, that's fine. No worries, I'll see you soon. And as I walked away, he shouted at me again. Just said, you know, just said, Jay, just take care of yourself. Right. Think, think, think clock, what he meant. He knew what he was going to do, you know. He he knew then. Yeah, yeah, he knew then. It was his last words to you. So his, his last words to me were just, take care of yourself. Um, <sighs> The next day, I was coaching a football tournament. So that was fun, because we were hangover at being getting in at three in the morning. Um, mm. So I was coaching a team at football tournament. I get a phone call at about one o'clock um, and it's my mum. So I go, oh, you're right. You said, yeah, where are you? I said, well, I'm coaching. Right, okay. When you finish, you need to come to your nana's. Now, at the time, I'd been living at my nana's for three or four years because of other stuff that had gone on. And right. my nana was like my my angel. She, she always oh. knew. Um. So here's me, just turned 18. Mum's told me to come to Minana's. I'm having a massive party. Awesome. <laughs> Let's go. So knock on the door, big smiles on my face. Da, da, da. 
the door opens, no one's there. I'm like, okay. And then my uncle, my uncle took me into the room. Oh, come in, just come in this room a second. Oh, everyone's going to be in that room. Walk in that room, no one's in there. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Um, and he told me, you know, he told me my uh, my stepdad had died, and you know, he didn't say how at that time, but he just said he was dead. You know, I lost. I was. I was the last person to find out. Um, my mum couldn't tell me because she knew how devastated I'd be. Um, and yeah, and and and, and that was it. We spent the, the next however many days, weeks, months in in mourning. But you know, that's. I had to grow up. I had to get on, and I had to be there for my mum. Did you feel like you were forced to grow up at that moment? Suddenly, you had to be, you turned into the man. Yeah, I mean, I've, I'd always been that. I'd always been the man of the house. You know, I had yeah. two brother, two younger brothers, a young sister. I'm the eldest of four. Um, there's me and my brother, who's you know, Tony, who's three years younger than me, and then there's a big eight nine year gap between us two, and then me other younger brother and sister. So, but yeah, I was always babysitting for my mum while she'd go out and yeah, that kind of stuff. And I remember watching the Champions League final. At, when United won it in '99, sat at home on my couch at 15 years old, no one around but just watching it on TV, you know, yeah. because of because of babysitting. Yeah, mum was out watching it. Fair play, her. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it was it was it was hard for me, but it's been harder for my mum. You know, she's had to raise four kids, three marriages, yeah. you know. Started at a young age, you know, lost all the teenage years, lost all the twenties, you know. So, yeah, that was the the start of my battle. <laughs> the start of it, dear, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that really wasn't your lowest point. That was just the beginning. That was the beginning, yeah. Oh. Um, that's uh, yeah. So there's been. Yeah, you know, obviously my, my nana as well. So, like I say, I lived with my nana for four or five years. You know, she she helped me through my teenage years because I was I wasn't a naughty kid, but I wasn't I wasn't the best. I don't think. I think when it had okay. come to to points of oh, I just want to get out of the house, and I was a sharing bit of, a bit of rebellion and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was sharing a bedroom with with my two brothers, and it was you know a small yeah. room. I was the bottom bunk. I was getting older, you know, and my younger brothers who would you know, still in primary school and I'm a teenager and yeah. so it was getting a bit of thing. So I think I went I went to stay with my nana for a weekend. Um ended up staying three or four years. It's <laughs> <So> that <laughs> a long weekend. Yeah. It was nice, yeah. My nana was always one of those people that would just take everyone in. Um but unfortunately she and I didn't know this until um until later on is that all the time that she had me, she was she had cancer. Oh um she was given nine months left to live. Yeah. And she said bollocks to that. She wasn't having it. Nah, she lasted about 14, 15 years. Wow. <laughs> so yeah. she had some fight. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, but when it comes to the end, we knew. We knew that was happening. And right. so we could kind of, we knew we knew that was going on, so we could not you know, prepare ourselves. But right. it wasn't as hard hitting as it was for yeah. my stepdad, for instance. But... Yeah. It still hit me hard because my nana was like my mum in so much, you know, from really, really young. And as a baby, she'd always help bring me up. 
so that happened. Um, a couple of years later, um, unfortunately, one of my friends from school passed away. We were really good friends. He was he was on a two year um, journey around Australia and Thailand. Yeah. Um, and from what I understand, he was on his way back home. He was about two weeks out from coming home and surprising everyone. Yeah. Um, caught malaria, kind of got over the malaria, I think, but wasn't 100% on his way home. Um, and he went on one of these lazy river things. And uh, apparently he was with some friends. His friends were were on, on their rings. They turned around, couldn't find him. So that was a friend gone. Oh no way! That 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 was that 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 hit me mega. That um, I was actually talking about this to one of my friends uh, a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. He one my friend that I was talking to him. He was the one that actually rang me to tell me. Um, I was mm-hmm. working in school at the time, so yeah. it was like you know, he sat down. I'm like, yeah, there's no kids there. It's fine. And then he told me, and I just yeah, burst into absolute madness and wow. That's uh, that's some stories there, Jay. Wow, um, some heavy stuff, especially about yeah. your friend there as well, because it's when that similar ages to yourself as well. That's the shock, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh my word. Um, yeah, yeah. I've just had a, a friend of mine that I knew through school. He's just recently passed this week, and again, it, you don't need these things to put you know life in perspective. But sometimes when they do, though, you think like, here's me stressing over such a small thing. Yeah, and like even when I went for I went for a run today and I'm thinking, yep, yeah, I hate running at times, it's awful, but I'm got the opportunity to do it. Some people yeah. don't have this opportunity more. And is it just trying to appreciate life a little bit more than before? And you got your 10 KPB today, didn't you? And I got a 10 KPB. I think it was part Good of it. Morning. Yeah, I just ran as hard <laughs> as I could. <laughs> well then, obviously, you know, at that point life life was getting on. I was with my wife, you know. We were getting on. Things were picking and, up, yeah. And then, well, yeah, we, we'll, we'll, yeah, we're looking good, you know. Been with my wife now for 16 years. We've got our two kids. Um, and then just before COVID, um, I get a text message off my mother saying, ring me. Yeah. And I knew what this was. Did you? Yeah, 100%. I knew what this this. So how, because, how did you know? You just got a feeling on some level. Because... I just, I, I, I get these, I just, I just get these feelings, and it was in capitals. Right. And I knew the backstory of everything, and I just knew something happened. So, um, yeah, answered the phone, I rang my mum, and it was really weird because I was at, I was at work, or well, sorry, I was at home. I'd been ill, because it was a Friday. I, I got the phone call, but I'd been ill on the Thursday, so I'd had the Thursday off school, and then on the Friday morning, I thought, oh, I feel okay, but I just don't feel a hundred percent. There's just something that didn't feel right in me. I thought, I'm just going to, I'll stay off again today. And it's the weekend, so so we'll go from there. And then, so I just had, sat at home on my own. And I get this text off my mum, ring me. I'm like, right, okay. And, uh, yeah, she then tells me my, my brother had died that night. Um. So, yeah. Heavy, heavy money. How do you process that? Um, I process that by screaming my absolute head off and smashing up my front room and throwing a lot of things. Yeah. Um, that my brother was the hardest one, mm-hmm. and it's you know 
and this this was two weeks before we went into lockdown for COVID. It's still raw. It's you know been three and a half years now, but it's still still raw. I'm, I'm, you get co- when you've gone through everything, you, yeah. you figure out coping mechanisms. I've got coping mechanisms mechanisms now for dealing with it. Uh-huh. Um, I do have my off days. I do have my days still where I cry about my brother. Yeah, you know. Um, but my brother was the one that that really hit. Was really yeah. where I was just I was inconsolable. You know, um, and fair play to my wife. Um, I locked myself in a room for about three or four days, and she just left me. She brought me food, right. she brought me drinks, she brought me. She knew exactly what you needed. Yeah, that's what I need. I, my own space is what I need. You know, yeah. when some people go, oh, you know, I need my friends, I need my family. Yeah. Could, I just need to sit. I need, you to need just, space. Yeah, I need my space. I literally sat in the spare in the spare bedroom. I pulled out my Nintendo sixty four. Right. <laughs> I, just, I played that nonstop for three days. Like just any kind of distraction. My, my yeah. mind. Because I'm a bit of a geek and I like my computers and mm-hmm. stuff. And, you know, that's 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 what I did. It was just like, cried, played a bit of computer, cried again, played, played a bit of computer. Did you ever play a computer with your brother? No, not really. My brother, no. me and my brother were two totally different people. All right. And so we had different dads. Didn't look anything similar at all. Hmm. Um, and when we were younger, we had different friend groups. Yeah. And I went one way, he went the other. He, hmm. You know, my brother wasn't an angel. You know, he, he got himself in trouble quite a bit. You know, he had the odd thing with drugs and alcohol and that kind of stuff. But he'd had two kids. And so he was turning himself, you know, and he loved his kids. and. And it was one unfortunate night, and I don't really want to go into the details. Yeah, but, yeah, that's you know, fine. Yeah. It was, it was, it was more out of what the, the 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 full report was due to alcohol poisoning or something to do with alcohol. And right, yeah, you don't have to share any more that you don't yeah. want to, Jay. But we yeah. can we can leave it there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so still got a picture of him next to my bed though, so I see him every day. Oh, bless you. you know, yeah. So it's uh, you know, he's still more. Three years on, he's still my wallpaper on my phone. Is he? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He's uh, it's me and him. Um, and you know, we were different people. We were totally different people. But loved totally each other. But he's my brother. Yeah. No. Um, and to the to the point of people used to say, I'd, I'd meet him in town. I go, oh, you're right, mate. Just bump into him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People would go, who's this? And he'd say, this is my brother. This is James, my brother. I'm like. No, it's not. I'm like, yeah, we're brothers. No, no, <laughs> really? no one just wouldn't put us together. Um, but yeah, so um, so that's us. So yeah, thanks so much for sharing that, Jay. Yeah, that yeah. uh, took a bit of strength for you to do that, I can tell. But yeah, so that really, uh, it sounds like you've taken from birth, as you say, hit after hit. Mm. And the final hit, unfortunately, was losing your brother. Um, so that's you down on the battlefield. Um, I think after that, we'll take a quick comfort break and we'll come back to find out just how Jay then got back up, dusted himself down and kept moving forward. So yeah, see you after the break. A new and exciting product has landed. Yes, this is coffee. Nope, I know what you're thinking. 
I've heard of that before, but no. This coffee has a K at the front. Coffee. The best coffee out there. With a paper. And drink it the best way. In a plastic cup. Coffee. Welcome back. We are still talking here with Jay on personnel battles. Now, we went through uh, Jay's battles, um, and now we've left him, unfortunately, alone on the battlefield. But he's starting to get back up. So let's go back over to Jay now and find out how this man got back up and how he kept on fighting. So, Jay, your coping mechanisms for when you're feeling this slow, what did you find works for you? Through the teenage stuff, it was football. Football, 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 football. Football was the saviour. Yeah, I've got... I think I was playing football or coaching football every single day. There wasn't a day where I wasn't doing something. Um, I, I, you know, football's always been a big thing for me. I just love it. You know, I love playing. Yeah. Um, so it, it was always constantly then. Obviously, when COVID hit, uh-huh. and my brother, we couldn't play football. We couldn't yeah. do anything. Um, and so I started running. And so that's when the running started. Yeah, I mean, I was always, I was always a runner. I think I, I did cross country a couple of times in school, mm-hmm. um, and I was, I was really skinny as a kid. I'd eat anything, and just I'd put no weight on. Oh, you're one of them, eh? Oh, man. Oh, yeah, I'm not now. I'm not now. I'm not now. <laughs> Things have changed. Things have changed once uh, you know you get a certain age. Um, so I was in, I remember again going back to my nana, you know, she was like, you know, let's go, we'll do you can do cross country, you can go, you mm-hmm. know, as a school where I made a run for him. So I ran and the first race I did became ninth. I was like, all right, okay. But I was like, it's a bit boring. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, but I'll go and do it again. And so I went, right, okay, I'll go and do it again. I remember it was really wet. It was in, in a park called John Lee Park in Altrincham. And you're running around, and it's a bit where it goes downhill, and there's people around watching you. It's oh, that's great. Anyway, I'm coming down this hill, and I fell. And I went, oh, oh no! Oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, everyone's staring at me. Yep. And this is where those things, those things in my head went. Like people are staring at me. Yeah. I don't like it. I came. I said I came like thirty something. I'm like, well, I did better last time. Mm-hmm. You know. So it was like, I failed. Right. Failed so it. I'm not, doing, I'm not doing it again. I'm not doing it again. I won't do it. Mm. So that was the first time I actually did running. But yeah, I, don't, I, I just thought I'd failed. So getting back out and doing running because Boris let us and get out and, yeah. you know, I thought, right, okay, we'll, we'll do a bit more of this. Um, and then, yeah, I just kept going and, and went every day and, um, I think from, I think I started it January 2021 properly. And I think I went, out of the first 100 days, I think I did 78 runs. Wow. And then, um, I just kept going and kept going. And mm-hmm. I think it was just to get my 5K time down and keep going and see what yep. I could do. Um, but then I, I, I pushed myself and I saw my hamstring. I was like, oh. And it really hurt. And I didn't realise how bad it was until like three days later. Um, my little girl, I was in my box of shorts and I was thinking I was going to go in a shower and my little girl had just gone, what's that on your leg, Dad? Well, Daddy, as she calls me. 
I was like, what, what? Anyway, I'd, I'd looked. Obviously, I knew my leg was sore, but it was uh-huh. like big, just more. And the whole of the back of my leg was black. Oh, this, this was like five, six, seven days later after I'd right. I'd, I'd not even looked. I just knew I'd torn just, something. It just hurt a little bit. Yeah, just, it was just hurting. Oh, right. Okay, and I'll send you a picture of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, please do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, right, okay. And, but it started healing at this point. I thought, oh, God, I imagine how what it would have been like three days ago when it was like, mm. but I, I didn't even notice. And I was like, right, okay, I definitely can't run for a while. So I was thinking, I might run a couple of days. I'm like, so then I kind of stopped and I stopped. Right. And that, so I'm, I'm, I've, I've just been stop starting, stop starting all the time. I give myself targets. So in, in 20, 2018, I think it was, so before COVID and all this, my brother-in-law worked for Virgin Money. So he got charity places for the London Marathon. So nice. I said, oh, I'd yeah. love to do that. So he got yeah. me a place. He got me a place. Fabulous. So I, to, so I had to go and train for that. Right. So I, I'd done a pre-kind of thing there, but mm. it was just so I could do the marathon. Right. Yeah. The, mar- the marathon kind of went, and then I stopped. And I go, oh, I'll, do a, I'll do a half marathon on two weeks training. You know, so I'll <laughs> stop, start, stop, start. So then when it comes to... Covid and everything that's happened with my brother, I was like, right, I'm going to focus on it. This is my yep. focus now. This is yep. something that that because I like to be on my own. I like my own mentality. Right, yeah. As we found out, yeah. yeah, I'm on my own. I can put music in and I can not worry about anything for yep. half an hour and just switch off from the world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the one thing I love more than anything is my family. Mm-hmm. But anyone will tell you sometimes you just need that space. Yeah. You know, and I've always been like that. I've you know. My wife will tell you, I'm always like, if we go to a party somewhere, I'll disappear for 15, 20 minutes just because it's too much sometimes. I'm just going, I'm just going to the toilet. <laughs> she knows exactly where you've gone. <laughs> sit on my phone for 15 minutes, just like, because I just need to just have a bit of time on my own. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, I just started running, running and running and running. And I thought, right, well, how can I keep myself accountable? And this is the thing that we've yeah. talked about before. Yes. How can yeah. I be accountable? Mm. So that's where J Runs came in from Instagram. Uh-huh. I didn't want it to be me doing it on my my, my personal email, uh, my yeah. personal Instagram account, which I don't even use anymore. Yeah. To be honest, it was like accountability, right? Just running. Anyone that I follow is just going to be runners, yep. fitness, that kind of stuff, and and then there. Now stumbled across your your Instagram, mm. and then uh, yeah, we've uh, we've we chatted a couple of times, aren't we? And then, yep. And then and that, talking, yeah. And for, and for me, that's what's been brilliant is you know Instagram's a community for runners, and hundred percent, yeah. So many people about anything that you want, mm-hmm. you know, mainly running in this aspect. Yeah, but it's just good. It's a different type of community, isn't it? And you can just chat and yeah, it's, it's, it's very it's very little like any any kind of negativity. I find with the running community, they are yeah. so supportive. Yeah, and you know, see exactly the same. I started it for accountability with personal best, and then thinking, oh, runners are going to be judging me regarding pace and distance. There was none of that. And then when you're when you're feeling low, suddenly people are asking if you're all right, and you're like, I don't even know who you are, but there's all this genuine concern. And if yeah. you've got any question regarding anything, there's people out there who have advice or know somebody or who know somebody, and yeah. you start getting all this great feedback, and suddenly you started running to be on your own and have some space but then you realize i'm not alone though and it's a yeah. different kind of support and it's it's really really great 
So off the back of that, year as well, you kind of started something up as well, haven't you? And going forward, using this uh, passion for running and your coping mechanism. So uh, please tell me about that. Uh, yeah, so I started a different Instagram page um, called Riot Runners. Um, and it's a, basically a virtual run club um, for anyone that wants to join. It's, you know, it's um, it's just there to help people. You know, I've got a WhatsApp group that people talk in there. There's a there's a, there's a running coach in there that, that, you know, has also gone through some really, really hard stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, he's always there for advice. There's other people, there's friends that I've known for years that have come in the group. Um, and it's just... It, it, it was just trying to build a running club without it actually being a proper running club where we have right. to meet up every yeah. week yeah. and do that. None or, of that. <laughs> you know, just, just be a part of something. And if you want to chat, you just chat. So it's, you know, can do with mental health. You can talk about something. You can ask a question. And, yeah, it was just something I thought, you know, if that was there for me, I, I'd really enjoy that because I can't join a running club. You know, I've got, I think there's three different running clubs out here at the minute where I live. Right. In three different towns, but I've not got the time to go and invest. And all the commitments, yeah, yeah. You know, so why not just have a virtual running group where people can be in a group? We can wear a t-shirt, which is this, by the way. It's a very um, nice t-shirt. Yes, it's, it's lovely. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I literally I can't stop wearing it. I, I really, really yeah, like yeah, it. Yeah, he's wearing it I now, and I, I will post it on our social media <laughs> as well. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's because I've designed it, and it's my kind of. It's it's my baby, so you know I'm really passionate about it. And, mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of people on there. There's not a lot of followers, but you know what? If I can help one person, yeah, that's, that's what it's about. It's my job, isn't it? You know, yeah, it's none about the numbers. It's just helping, isn't it? Exactly. So, you know, if, if people want to follow, follow, great. If you don't, you don't. For those, even for those that have now, and I'm at the minute we're posting members because you know the last couple of weeks it's it's done really well. Mm-hmm. Um. And we're getting new members now. I've got a member from Virginia in 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 the, in the states. Oh, international! Is, yeah, going international. It's it's really cool. <laughs> um, and it's just kind of like there's a running T-shirt, but I'm not going to make you buy it. Yeah, you know, it's not about me making money. Yeah, it's there. It's there if you want it, but you know. Just post in the group. You know, do what you want to do. It's, it's yeah, and, it's and so many people are like, "What's the catch?" And like, there's none there's no just come and just come and say hello have a chat yeah. you know yeah. and and I think that's one of the things that I've always that I've wanted to do and I think that goes hand in hand with my job as well I want to be there to help people yeah um so I work in a school mm. I'm not a teacher um I am a um my official t- title what is, is uh, behavior and well-being manager sounds um, fancy uh basically it's like you know when you used to have heads of years all right like, in high school, so it's like, yeah, it's, I'm, it's like more of a pastoral kind of, of side. So anyone that needs help or they want to chat, they can just come out of class, come talk to me, right? You know, we can, you know, and how I can help them in that way. And, and so I, you're always helping people, trying to, yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's really rewarding. I really like it, and I've worked in schools for how old am I now? Counting his fingers and toes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I've worked in the schools for nearly twenty years now. You know, and I started at the bottom. I didn't know anything about schools. You know, I was a, a TA, you know, laminating and and printing stuff out and photocopying and, and all that kind of stuff, and just helping teachers. And I've, I've worked my way up to to do what I do, and got myself a degree whilst I was whilst I was working full time. 
That's and I was in teaching. It was in teaching, learning, and mentoring. Yep. So you know, it's and this job now, I, I, I just really enjoy it. You know, and you I really enjoy it. Yeah. So you're yeah. in a good place now, Jay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm in a much better place now, and a massive part of that is yeah, I get out, I get to go out and do my running, and I get to, I go and do my own stuff and whatever. But yeah, having that support of my family, my wife and yeah. me, my wife just just lets used to let me just do anything and everything. You know, like I say, I played football, coach football seven days a week when we first met. You know, yeah. never stopped me, never did anything. Obviously, yeah. my kid was a bit different then. You know, you've got <laughs> your priorities have got to change. So I don't get to play football as much, but I will go out, go out and run and just run and run and mm-hmm. run. You know, we did a, a, a boxer size session in here last night with her, and then I went out onto the front, onto the road and just did a 2K run up and down the nice. road. <laughs> No. So it's it's just about keeping myself a little bit healthy and fit, but keeping my mind fit as well. Yeah, it's keeping your mind fit and focused as well. Yeah. 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 Well, great. Thank you, Jay, so much for sharing your story. That was Jay on the battlefield, how he fell, how he got back up, how he kept on fighting, and now how he's pushing on forward. So thank you so much for your time, Jay. You're welcome. So that was Jay's story. Let me know what you thought about his battle. And this is what I think it teaches me. It teaches me that people are affected by grief in different ways. I can understand some wanting friends and family around them for support. But for Jay, it was the opposite. I think his wife here sounds amazing. She knows exactly what he needed and doesn't take it personally that he just wants to be on his own. She just makes sure that by bringing him food and water, that he knows that by this gesture, she is there for him, and is loved and supported. Jay needs distractions, and I can certainly understand that. We both run for our mental health, and it's the perfect way to be on our own, but also having that focus that we are doing something positive. Thank you, Jay, for your story. Oh, quick, let's go back to Jay. I've just had a great idea. Friendly fire. Jay! What I'm going to ask you for is a question. And this question will be for my then next guest. And I'm going to call it Friendly Fire. So just think of a question that you'd like to ask somebody who you don't know, but could be a really nice icebreaker. And just think about it as well as... There's people out there who are struggling. Um, they might just not want the whole are you okay end of conversation. It's about starting conversations. And sometimes it's it's a question they wouldn't be expecting. Something like that. And just get the conversation started. So, Jay, could I have your friendly fire question, please? When is Christmas too early? <laughs> so, Jay, let me ask you. When is Christmas too early? No, wait, actually, no, no. We're out of time. Never mind. Tune in next week to find out Jay's answer to this question, my answer, and next week's battle guest's answer to the question, when is Christmas too early? Please let me know on our social media platforms your answer to this question too, because this friendly fire is an icebreaker. So let's break some ice. Be Kind Corner. Be Kind Corner, I'm hoping to be a section on this show that just shows some kindness. 
and gives you something to do out in that big world. So here we go. You have a mission this week, dear listeners. Your mission is to make a stranger smile. We don't know what battles people are going through in their heads, so don't try and judge, but just show some kindness. I've been that other person, and it's the small gestures from a stranger that can have the biggest impact on someone who's struggling. Go on, be kind. It'll make you feel better too. What I would love is that if some of you could tell me how this mission went for you, what happened, and then let me know on Personal Battles social channels using the hashtag BeKindCorner. Let's spread some light in this darkness. On Personal Battles, we do look back, but we also focus on the present, and then the way forward to a better place. So as we come to the end of my very first episode, all I can say is I hope you liked it. Remember, progress not perfection. Leave the past behind you. Look forward. Be kind to yourself and others. And you are great. You are going to smash it. I'm Al. You can also find me on social media. Search for person underscore Al underscore best. This was Personal Battles. Keep some laughter in your heart and just stay with us. Until next time, it's goodbye from Al.